This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Dumb Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Cassie Jerkins. This is a show where funny people talk about smart topics they consider themselves to be amateur experts in. So maybe you'll learn something. Maybe you'll laugh. Maybe you'll just have a nice, good time. Today, I guarantee you're going to have a great time because we're talking all about dogs with our guest, Jillian Dunn. Jillian Dunn is great. She's one of my favorite people in LA. She's an actress and comedian. You can check her out on the Sketch Team Turncoat at the Pack Theater. They're very funny. They're very great. Go check them out if you're in the LA area. If you're not, or if you are in the LA area, you can also follow Jillian on Instagram and Twitter at Hippie Jill. Got that all in the show notes for you. This is a really fun episode. We get into a lot of fun things about dogs today and how we don't really know much about where they came from. So I think you guys are really going to enjoy this episode. So let's get right into it. But real quick, remember, you can rate and review this podcast on iTunes. It helps us get more visible. And if you're shopping on Amazon, go to boardwalkaudio.com slash dumbness. Click on that support our artist button and it takes you straight to Amazon so you can shop like you normally would. Without further ado, let's get into it. It's time to talk dogs. Thank you for coming. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yes. Big fan. Big fan. (laughs) What? Well, I'm a fan of you, so I'm very happy to have you on and talking about uh, something I'm also a big fan of, dogs. Dogs! Yay! Uh, Why did you pick the topic dogs? Uh, Well, I uh, happen to be the daughter of uh, people that like are involved in dog shows, so... What? <laughs> okay, I did not know this about you, so I'm already very, very happy. <laughs> yeah, yep. so, like, I always grew up with, like, uh, very uh, high-class breeded dogs, oh. you know? They had all the papers and all that stuff, and my parents would show Rhodesian Ridgebacks and for a while show I Dalmatians. type of dog. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Dalmatians. Uh, okay, I already have some questions. Dalmatians. I've heard they're, like... Well, when I was a kid, you know, 101 Dalmatians came out. So mm-hmm. all the kids were like, I want Dalmatians. But then this thing came, like, started coming out. It was like, hey, don't get Dalmatians for kids. Like, they're not really great with kids. Like, you should get labs and, you know. Yeah. Was that a true rumor or was that just because everyone would go to shelters and be like, where are the Dalmatians? Yeah. I mean, I think that it's the same thing. It's kind of just like a systematic problem that happens when a breed gets really popular or like, uh, you have like what's going on with like uh, pit bulls, as right. I say in quotations, yeah, yeah. because it's such a, a it's an off term. Yeah. Um, so the Dalmatian gave way to the problems being with with pit bulls now. But um, my first dog was a Dalmatian and mm-hmm. she slept with me and she was very protective of me. Um, she was a great dog. She also happened to kill one of my mother's pet birds. Oh, um, which she was only following her dog instincts. Yeah. But my mother was so upset that she actually took her back to the breeder and, and said, I can't show Sonny. Uh, and was Sonny was returned to the breeder for a while, but and then eventually my parents went back and got her. Um, but yeah, she was the dog that I first loved. And yeah. I think the biggest thing with Dalmatians is that they, they're bird dogs. Like they're, they're smart. They have anxiety. I mean, they're just yeah. a high, high energy dog. And I think that's so important that people do research about like the disposition of certain dogs because i see uh, especially in san diego so many people would adopt huskies because huskies are adorable they're so cute they don't do well in desert climate at all and like so so many people i knew had huskies that would end up having to return them because they didn't have the time to like work with them and also they would be like why why is this dog constantly digging holes in the backyard it's like because he's freaking hot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like, yeah, and I think a lot of people don't realize that dogs require like so much time and energy of like, especially if you're picking like a high energy dog that like you need to run every day. Oh, and for like, sure. You can't just like leave it in your apartment or in your backyard if you're lucky to have a backyard. Right. 
doesn't mean you just neglect the animal and leave it out there. That's true. I mean, people yeah. get busy, like they have lives or you get one for your children and your children are like, yes, I'll take care of it. I'll take care right, of it. Right. And the adult ends up being the one taking care yeah. of it or whatnot. Like I totally children. get it. <laughs> what about dogs? But I feel like we've all as children have done that. Yeah. Like, of course I'll take care of it. Please. Yeah. Well, it's interesting too. I was thinking about this before doing the podcast. Like, I wonder if my love of dogs is because I grew up with large dogs, Dalmatians and Ridgebacks from when I was very young. Yeah. Um, or if I just naturally have that mm-hmm. intuition where any either human or dog or yeah. cat or whatever, I'm just right. very open. And so that's really interesting because uh, when I was born there, my parents already had two dogs. Mm-hmm. So there are like pictures of them, like literally sleeping by me. And my mom told me like, anytime I cried, Jake, who was like a lab, a golden lab mix would like stand over me and like howl and be like, like help, Aww. Um, Aww. which is so like great. But like, I am obsessed with animals. Like I'm definitely someone that's like, people are okay, but animals, yeah. animals are the best. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, and I remember like, uh, growing up, we had a German shepherd named Charger because my mom loves the San Diego Chargers. <laughs> She's weird. Um, but I remember like taking Charger to parks and then being like, oh, cool. No one's here. I'm going to just take him off the leash. Mm-hmm. And then like a family would show up and sometimes the kids would instantly see him and just start screaming because he's this huge dog, like just galloping around. Yeah. Um, and then it was like, oh, I guess I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's like that instinct in them is like animals are like big animals stay away or they just haven't been socialized with animals to realize like yeah like you can read the signs of like oh that animal wants to kill me or that animal is like just galloping like an idiot because he's so happy right right oh totally (laughs) yeah 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 I guess it is something that the the way that you interact the way that you've been socialized with animals is a big thing like uh I didn't grow up with cats I like cats they're Mm -hmm. fine yeah um but it took me until adulthood to know that like a cat wagging its tail is different than a dog wagging its tail. Oh yeah. Know? Yeah, definitely. Um, so, and then also like it just takes, I think having, uh, having the history with anything, a human or yeah, a dog totally. or a cat to understand the behavior. Mm-hmm. With, is so important. That's mm-hmm. why you shouldn't homeschool and have <laughs> no animals in the house. <laughs> um, yeah, that's so true that, yeah, cats and dogs have different ways of like communicating mm-hmm. and stuff. And yeah, also like really listening to people when they are like, hey, this animal has come from like abuse or something. So it's like, you know, you have to, it's the same of like greeting a shy human. You don't just come up and be like, come here, you, and give them a hug and kisses and everything. Like you will traumatize that person. Right. You know, it's like being gentle or like, like being patient and being like, yeah, maybe this animal won't like, I won't get to say hi to them today, but maybe after a few visits, like they'll be like, oh, okay, you're cool. I trust you. you right. Know? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, oh man. This is already making me want to like talk about how I find it so problematic that people think they're superior to animals. Oh yeah. Like that makes me so sad. And, and we were talking earlier about how me fostering cats I've learned that a lot of people shop for cats like they're shopping for cars and it's just like people just have this weird like I don't know there's I I feel like we have weird social scripts with animals that I think we're slowly unpacking I mean I'm sure there's things I'm doing wrong like technically I'm holding cats prisoner in my apartment (laughs) (laughs) they cannot leave they seem Uh, pretty content though they seem happy with their captivity (laughs) but like if they were free maybe they would be like oh my god she was a monster (laughs) maybe if they were free they'd be eaten by coyotes yeah yeah you never (laughs) know um and and that's uh I was telling you earlier I was reading an article on the uh on the Atlantic about the origins of dogs and there has always been this debate especially with like uh, with dogs, like trying to be like, when did they become domesticated? Did they choose to be? Did we like, how did it all Mm -hmm. go down? And this article is very much like, we don't know. Like, here's some theories. Um, One theory I really like is like, um, dogs would kind of just follow humans, like Mm -hmm. as they were like hunting. And then if we had any leftovers, they would like just eat the leftovers. Smart. Yeah. (laughs) And I know like wolverines do that in the Arctic. Like they'll follow packs of wolves and like eat their leftovers. Interesting. Yeah. The Arctic is 
the animals out there is very interesting because it's such a harsh environment and mm -hmm. like food is hard to come by is like like there are meat eating animals that are also like I can't get meat today so I'm just gonna eat berries wow like, like yeah. polar bears will eat yeah. berries and stuff if there's like no seals even though they love they love seals that's their favorite it's a nice fatty meat I'm yeah sure. it's, yeah it's quite good yeah um oh so so yeah one scientist was saying that like the dogs were like following humans mm -hmm. and then it just like slowly over time they we all started kind of communicating with each other and then just naturally um what all the scientists are trying to do is like study all the dna of fossils to figure out when like dogs started like losing their wolfness mm -hmm. and like gaining what is now the domesticated dog which is like very loyal mm -hmm. like loves people mm -hmm. um can be domesticated can be tra trained and, yeah you know and now are all different shapes and sizes mm -hmm. like corgis corgis are definitely not a type of wolf <laughs> yeah no that's the victorian era coming in yeah <laughs> and doing stuff but like i was watching something I, it's been years now probably about uh domesticating foxes yeah and so you take the really docile foxes and mm -hmm. you continue to breed them down yeah yeah and that you get these foxes that cannot be returned to the wild at all like yeah. they are sold for pets and that's at this so point are now probably being um farmed i'm sure for yeah. pets because mm. that seems to be happening with yeah. everything these days. I haven't met a pet fox yet. Do you know where these pet foxes are living? Or? No, whenever I see a video on the internet, it seems like there there's a lot in Russia. Like, okay. And, but also, like, when I see videos, they're held in coops. Like, they're they're outside animals. It seems oh, like I've seen okay. some that come inside that are under blankets and stuff like that. Aww. Some bouncing on beds and things. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've seen the bouncing on beds. Yeah. They're very cute. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, again, those have to be super domesticated yeah. foxes. Like, they yeah. have to... To be so docile. Yeah. I wonder if they're also like huskies where they only do good in certain climates. So maybe, maybe Southern California is like, you're not going to see people walking around with uh, pet foxes. But also I've noticed um, like dogs in, down in downtown LA specifically tend to have like anxiety and mental issues because like that's not a natural environment to constantly be surrounded by like concrete people of all different like types of mental capacities and mm -hmm. everything like so they just sense like danger and like mm -hmm. um yeah they tend to like not be healthy yeah. uh so i don't know i always just worry about that i mean i have friends that have that live downtown that have dogs and their dogs seem to be fine i think that also comes down to just like if you're going to make the choice to be living in a downtown environment and you're going to make the choice to have a pet just make yeah. sure you're doing your due diligence and in, in making sure that pet has its energy out and that like yeah. you're really able to give the animal what it needs so that it yeah. can give you what you need yeah so, totally yeah i mean yeah. If, if you have a dog that you're noticing downtown that's that's high anxiety also look at the human because I, I guarantee you that more often than not that human also is looking around like that is yeah that is also very interesting to me is like that notion of like dogs or and cats too like tend to mimic the owner's like disposition um cats too interesting yeah i've heard but my cats are so different so i always like think i'm like do i have like do we share certain traits sure <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i'm like they, one has taken on this trait this one um but yeah maybe dogs more so i know dogs tend to be much more loyal uh than cats uh also uh, i recently visited a cat that i fostered that my friend adopted and it had been a couple of months since i had dropped her off with them and then i stopped by to like pick him up to go somewhere and so i was like oh cool i get to see blaney and like i went up to blaney and i was like hey blaney how's it going she ran away from me oh no she it was like she didn't recognize me or like had lost trust because i dropped her off or anything even though she's happy where she is now right um but it, it did feel like she maybe didn't recognize me interesting because with my dog now uh, i have a pretty rad dog at the yeah moment. your He's dog is awesome. great but he bonds with certain people and like um like my friend and my writing partner katie mm. when she comes over like it he it's like she's his girlfriend like Aww. and then um another friend of mine will come over and he'll act in a, in a different way that's really i only see when they are here or, wow. or what it's, he has yeah. Again, he has this tie. Yeah. And maybe it's me putting this on to my dog, but it really is different. And then there's another person that he's packed with that he doesn't see as necessarily an alpha. Yeah, and yeah. And so he, he behaves in a different way, but I can tell yeah. he's packed with him. Yeah. Uh, it's very interesting. But that he, is, but, yeah, my family's dog, 
my mom has told me when I come, he like he perks up in a way like she's like he doesn't do that with anybody else. Like he will literally like like cry until he can see me or like if he's outside and I'm inside, he'll just like stand there and stare at me, mm-hmm. um, which is very great. But then also what he does if I'm like sitting down is he likes to stand over me, which I think is probably like him. A dominance thing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what do you? And then so like I got to the point where like I'll throw him down and I'll like play fight him to be like, no, I'm yep. top dog. That's great. Um, That's great. But yeah, we always thought it was from because when they got him, he was a puppy. And then they're like, OK, we're going on vacation for two weeks here. Take care of the puppy. So I think the puppy is like, oh, she's like my mom or something. Right, right. Even though my mom is his mom because I'm not there that often. Right. Yeah. And when you guys are both in the room together, does he tend to favor your mom? Or no, it's me. He it's like always you. Yeah, yeah. So you guys have a special bond. We have a special bond, but yeah. I don't know why he's trying to dominate me. Well, that might just be the nature of the beast. <laughs> you guys are both like playing in a way that like, yeah. I mean, golly does that too. Like he... But never in a, an aggressive way. Yeah, he's never, it's never aggressive. Yeah. Like, it feels, like, protective. Right. Like, it, maybe it's like a brother situation. Because when my brothers right. got taller than me, they were like, I feel like I have to protect you. And I'm like, ew, shut up. Yeah. And it's there's so yeah. many people that, like, have opinions on, on especially, like, dogs or raising children or whatever. That, like, yeah. you can read, oh, it's this thing. And then, no, it's actually this yeah. thing. Like, I read an article that was about how dogs don't like to be hugged or cuddled or touched very often. And I'm yeah. like, dude, my dog just lays there and wants me to dote on him yeah. and cuddle him and hug him. Like, yeah. if, if we don't have our morning cuddles, like, he's off the rest of the day. Yeah. Like, he likes that routine. Um, yeah. So it's also personality. It's like different dogs require mm-hmm. different things, which goes into the breeding. Yeah, yeah. And I think, too, it's like animals are individuals and, like, learning, like, what they like, you mm-hmm. know? Because, yeah, since I've had a hundred cats come into my life this past year, it's like, yeah, I've learned the ones that like I'll wake up in the morning and it's like curled up next to me and like, you know, wants to cuddle. And then the other ones that will probably never sleep on the bed because sure. they like to be separate or, you yeah. know, they yeah. want their space. Yeah. They want my space. Yeah. People are like that. There are people that are very like needy and want a spoon. And then there are people that are like, nah, I'm yeah. good. I'm a hermit. I'm just going to write novels. <laughs> yeah. I'm like looking at you from a distance. Yeah. You yeah. Look great. But yeah. Don't yeah. Touch me. Like, I want you to call <laughs> at least once every couple months. Yeah. Like, you're important to me, but yep. like, I need my space. <laughs> yep, totally. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Um. So going back to these dog shows. Yeah. Um. Okay, my other question for you was, have you noticed a difference in personalities in dogs that are like just, you know, family dogs versus I'm a show dog. (laughs) I'm a dog that like people look at and and applaud for me and I get ribbons. (laughs) I mean, funny enough, like the the Ridgebacks that my parents have now, they do have one who is very fancy. (laughs) He's so fancy. That's so funny because my aunt had Ridgebacks and they were family dogs so they were very much like when everyone's watching tv they all like cuddle and like mm-hmm. they would fart and stuff and it's <laughs> oh, like yeah. ew gross yeah and like they would just like slobber so it's funny to think of a norwegian that's like fancy yeah i mean he still does all those things <laughs> he's just very fancy about yeah, it yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know i mean i think that with the the training that goes into it and then you have handlers and like all mm. this stuff like it's definitely a different conditioning than just being a a, a house dog i guess i don't know though <laughs> I mean, the dog's still going to be who the dog is. Yeah, know? yeah. I, I think in that situation, I think more of like hunting dogs uh-huh. that are like kept because I'm from the South. So uh, I think about friends that are hunting dogs in Mississippi and Alabama. And there was always like, seemed like the one dog that was like the dog that got to come into the house, but all the rest stayed oh, outside. Oh, yeah. Like they were outside dogs and they were used for hunting. Yeah. But the dog's joy came from getting the kill or helping oh, do the hunting. Um, so they weren't really interested in being the top dog that gets to go inside the house? I don't think so. I think that yeah. that was also, I think, just the choice of, like, whoever the owner was that bonded with the dog or whatever. Oh, you know, they just naturally have, like, their favorite or yeah, whatever. I think so. Yeah. That's that, I don't know, but that's also, I've never hunted with dogs before. Like Same, a, yeah. Um, but I have relatives, too, that they have their dogs that they have that they get for hunting purposes, but they're in the house. And they're, yeah, you yeah. Know, they sleep at the foot of the bed or whatever. Yeah. It um, goes back to, like, what we're talking about, like, humans 
and how they view animals tends to be how they treat them. Like some yeah. people treat them like children yeah. and like baby them. Oh yeah. Uh, which would be like me. Yeah. <laughs> which is like, I don't need kids. I have kids already. Right. <laughs> They're I have a furry. firm, yeah. a firm stance. I like to, I like to have my dog sleep with me and yeah, they yeah. can get up on the furniture. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mind that. I like to give them treats and all that kind of stuff. But like, the dog doesn't get to boss me around. Like, yeah, the yeah. Dog, like, the, the, it's still a dog. Like, yeah. it's my family and I love him. And yeah. I'm so glad that we get to spend this time together. But ultimately, I am the alpha. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I have my dog trained on commands and yeah. I will sit. And, um, you know, we're still working on that. When people come to the door, he gets so excited. He wants to jump and, like, get him. Oh, yeah. You know, in a, not in an aggressive way, <laughs> yeah, but just yeah. like, oh, my God, someone's here to see me. Yeah, like, yeah. No, go sit and yeah. stay calm for a second. Let the person come in the Aww, house. Because yeah. I, I don't know. I I, uh, I, yeah. I know people that, like, really let their dogs run the show. And then yeah. I'm just like, how how can you let this happen? Yeah, yeah. Don't no, let I, the dog I tell think you when to go to bed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's important, too. And, like. Uh, but yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why, like I want a dog, but I'm, you know, I, one, it's like, I need to be home more, have a dog, but two, I need that time to like train a dog and like communicate with it. Cause dogs are like, so, uh, smart, like cats, Mm -hmm. it's like cats, you can't really teach them tricks, but you can teach them to not be tricks. Um, but dogs, uh, like teach a cat to not be a jerk. Yeah. Hey, (laughs) just don't be a jerk. Okay. (laughs) Um, but, or like socialize them, like teach, yeah, teach them to be social. Uh, but, but dogs, it's like, yeah, you can teach them to like sit and everything. And they, and they're, and the thing that's really cool about dogs is they're dogs that like, know, like can help diabetics and like can help people that have seizures and like, um, like blind like I was reading about a dog who like his owner and him like hiked like this huge long like trail or something mm-hmm. and the owner was blind and the dog led the whole way that's amazing that's so cool I love that. Yeah. yeah um so it's like yeah if you take the time and get to know your pet and like like yeah be the alpha dog mm-hmm. and like but I don't I honestly don't I know how to like teach a dog to sit and lay down but like how do I teach him to like be my hiking buddy? <laughs> Just um, it, through experience. Yeah, yeah. It's like leash training. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I would love to. Yeah, get... leash training is so important. <sighs> so important, especially yeah. in a city like LA. Yeah. Like, just because Golly's breed is he's lab and Staffordshire Terrier mix, probably. I've never had a test before, yeah. but that's what I'm guessing. But I, I know that, that his head is large enough that it makes people apprehensive at first. Uh. So I'll have him sit and let other people walk by. Again, yeah. watching noticing the dog that they're with and how the dog's behaving then looking yes. up at the owner and being like, well, how are you responding? Yeah, but yeah. Out of courtesy, I'm always making myself a barrier between him and the dog. Nothing that's going to happen. Right. Um, but yeah, no, that's so smart. Um, yeah, because I've done dog walking and it's like, yeah, you have like... You're a squirrely guy. It's yeah. It's a workout. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I, like when I was... <laughs> like I grew up with big dogs, so like I used to love like walking big dogs, but now I'm like, Oh, if I don't know your dog, I'm not going to walk a big dog because like I were strangers. And if something sets them off, I don't have that much control. Right. Um, but like with little dogs, it's like, yeah, especially little dogs that have been in a fight before they are instantly like, I have to show how aggressive I am. And like, it's you true. can't fuck with me. And it's yeah. true. And I didn't, I'm, Lived with little dogs uh, for a very small amount of time with a uh, my best friend and roommate Tracy, mm-hmm. and you can socialize small dogs and you cannot. But either way, if it's a a dog with high anxiety or high energy, yeah, um, you have to you have to do something. Like yeah. it's like uh, to me, the small dogs that I see right away that are barking and yelping. I wonder how well socialized they are. Even right. if it wants to be by itself and it is more of a solitary dog, yeah. I totally get that. But if they've been kept from a small age, like without interacting with, with big dogs yeah. um, often, yeah. like you can't just do it one time and expect it to just magically be a totally, thing. Because if they're yeah. naturally going to be afraid of something larger than him. They need to, yeah. They it's going to take time to realize, oh, I'm okay. Yeah. And I think that's why dog, like, if you have a puppy, like going to dog parks, I think is so important. Yep. Like, um, cause yeah, it's interesting. Like I've been to dog parks where it's like all these dogs, they love it. They're having the time of their lives. Mm-hmm. And then other people that are like, Oh, I can't take my dog to the dog park. Like, yeah. They, 
hate it. You yeah. Know? And that's yeah. understandable too. A dog, I mean, like I'll take golly. He loves to play with other dogs. If we have people come over to the house and like, cause I'm like, Oh, G needs a, a social day. Yeah. Um, then he'll play with it. The other dog. But if uh-huh. I take him to the dog park, he maybe sniffs around other dogs for like five minutes and then it's just all ball play. It's like, Aww, that's all he wants that's to all do. That's all he wants to do. Yeah. Um, so I, I get that too with the dog park situation, but also like, Going to a dog park, you have to know the different noises that are coming out of your dogs, like the difference between a growl that's aggressive and yeah. a growl that's just play. Yeah. Um, and and watching the dog's body behavior, too. Because, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, like, dogs that are about to aggress on another dog, if they're, like, neck to neck and their eye, eyes are looking at each other from the side and there's a tail wag, it's going to be telling you that there's a there's something about to happen. Like they're both, they're both in contention with each other and something's going to happen. Yeah. So it's very, you just have to be aware. And a lot of times at dog parks, again, I'm watching the owners more than I'm necessarily watching the dogs. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what are, how are you responding to stuff? Kelly was getting humped by a poodle, (laughs) (laughs) um, at a dog beach. Good day. (laughs) But he was playing and stuff and the poodle kept trying to hump him and the Mm. poodle's taller. It was a standard poodle. It was taller than my dog. And golly lost it. He was like, Come dude, on. stop. And he, yeah. he had an opportunity to really hurt the dog. Yeah. He didn't. But the owner was so kind of like, oh, I don't, like fumbling about the situation. Yeah. And like, I had to pull my dog off. And like, yeah. I was just kind of like, why aren't you watching your dog, dude? I'm yeah. watching my dog. Well, and yeah. it was a warning. Yeah. You know? And I've seen people that like, also their dog can do no wrong. So right. like in that situation, if your dog was finally like, hey, knock it off. Mm-hmm. I can see the owner also being like, what the hell is wrong with your dog? Blah, 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 blah. And like, you know, my dog was just doing what it wanted to do. Like you can't do that. Yeah. Golly was a rescue. I got him in Atlanta and one vet that I took him to said he was four months old. And one vet said he was over a year. Mm -hmm. So he had had enough tartar built up from probably being an outside dog and getting fed human scraps. Cause apparently the vet told me that if the dog is getting fed, human food the yeah. tartar will build up faster so, so it will older. seem like it's older got it um and judging by him now i would say he's probably eight or nine years old mm-hmm. but when i first got him he had a possession issue with toys and other dogs and so i had to work with him and i would take the toy away from him at dog parks and i would have him sit down yeah and the other dog that just wanted to play with him i would have him look at the ball and I would show it to the other dog and just through patterns of three, kind yeah. of like an improv. Oh, so it's the yeah. patterning of it. And whenever I, as a, his owner, see him getting a little uppity or whatever, yeah. just you have to nip that in the bud. Yeah, And yeah. I, I just do the same thing. Like he knows that if I take that ball or whatever, it's, it's usually when a dog's yapping at him and trying to boss him when he has his toy, he's just like not having it. Mm, um, interesting. But I, I, as his owner, I know that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, his behavior. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think he would necessarily like really try to hurt a dog, but he's going to try to put the dog in its place. And mm-hmm. that is a vet bill or an altercation with a human that I don't want to deal yeah. with. Ugh, so you just got to stay on top of it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Totally. Um, so did you ever like go to the dog shows and uh, have, did you at any point be like, do I want to get in this game? <laughs> well, uh, the, there's one particular dog show that I remember going to with my dad and my brother. Like, I don't know. I guess my mom had something else that she had to do and there was this thing going on. So we got into the van and we went there. My brother and I were so bored and we were <laughs> like really getting at each other, pushing each other's buttons. Yeah. And we were in the van and my brother pushed me and he pushed me in such a way that I lost my balance and the ignition where the key went in was like out. Yeah. And it, my, it hit my head. I My head hit that and I got a gash. Oh no. And there was a lot of blood and we were younger than middle school if middle school yeah age. yeah so we were both flipping out and like we went and found my dad and my dad was like oh yeah look at that and he took me to the insight vet Aha! so i went to the vet tent <laughs> yeah. and yeah. the vet did something i don't remember what he did but i was just like i'm not a dog <laughs> why yeah. are you fixing me up like a dog oh i love that i love like how <laughs> as kids like what however our parents like like treat us and raise us we have to rebel against like I remember like my dad would always be like we'd be like I'd be like 14 or 15 and we'd go to the movies and he'd be like oh uh one kid ticket and I hated that because I was always like I'm not a kid yeah stop like 
tricking people like no. and treating me as such. And now I'm like, damn, I want that discount. Hey, but he's got the senior discount now, probably. Probably, right? yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can be like one senior ticket. Yeah. But I love that, like, because you were raised by dog show people, you're like, I need to make sure they do not treat me like a dog. (laughs) I will also in that household, it's all the same. Yeah. Uh, Were they ever like, (laughs) (laughs) got sprayed with water. (laughs) Sit. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, I think that there was a time where I thought about, um, like maybe being a handler. Uh, and there's these great pictures of my mom from the seventies with Aww. the champion Ridgebacks and Dalmatians and stuff. And my dad too, in his suit. Cause it's a community. I mean, I definitely understand the value of it and yeah, totally, you know, and you get to see all these beautiful dogs from all over the country. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, we had lost a Ridgeback, uh, when we were living in Mississippi and it had affected my mother so much that she couldn't go to dog shows for mm. a while. She couldn't really think about yeah. adopting or uh, going and getting yeah. another dog. Um, and then the moment that she kind of like had to come to Jesus about it was when she went to a dog show and she was yeah. so, she cried. She was so emotional about it. And then she was like, I'm ready to have another Aww. dog. So then that began their like third wave of, of dog show yeah. champion dogs. Um so I don't know. I, I get it. And like she, she has friends all over the country. In fact, um, the Ridgeback connection, when I first moved to Los Angeles, I had a job in Redondo Beach to be a swim teacher. That's what I came out here to do alongside train at UCB in Second City. Yeah. Um, I had no idea how bad that commute was going to be. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I worked in Marina Del Rey the first three years I lived here <laughs> while living in East Hollywood. Yeah, I was in Silver Lake. Why? Yeah. Why we did that to ourselves? No. Didn't know. Didn't know. Yeah, we're just, we're like, L.A. Yeah, I know traffic's bad, but everything's close, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, it's L.A. County. How big is L.A. County? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that job was tough to get to, and um, I had become homeless. And so I was couch surfing on different friends' places. Gali and I had to be separated. He actually went back to go stay with Alan McLeod and his wife, Stacy, because um, I just – I could take my dog with me everywhere that I was yeah. going. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it just, it was really tough there for a minute. And my mother reached out to a woman that she had never met before, but they had had an online relationship named Barbara Davelman. Mm-hmm. And Barbara was working in New York at the time or was about to be working in New York. And they had a dog that had a huge vet bill expense. So they opened up their guest room to me. Uh-huh. It worked out on both parties. But my mother and this woman just met for the first time. Like, yeah. Two or three months ago. That's amazing. So it was yeah. all connected because of dogs. So yeah. I was able to like really have my first year after I finally got settled living six different places yeah. with this woman. She wasn't even there when I first started living there. It was just wow. me and her husband, Ellis, yeah. who's uh, one of the original National Lampoon writers. Oh, awesome. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. such a unique, fun experience. And yeah. they were so kind to me. And I don't know if my LA experience would have really been the same if it wasn't for my yeah. mother reaching out to this woman uh, and pulling such a mom move. I know. I know. Such a mom move. I slept in my car one time, mom. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, that probably scared her so much. <laughs> well, I, it took me a while to tell her. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I probably wouldn't I would <laughs> take it to my grave. Um, but, but, yeah, dogs are, I yeah. mean, it's just, they've always had a place in my life. And, you know, I, I appreciate the dog show community, and I love the movie. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, so is, it, <laughs> is it spot on? Or did your parents watch it and go, that's not like us at all? Oh, no, we bought a copy of it and watched it repeatedly. <laughs> I um, love it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, a, it's a great little community there, and mm-hmm. it, it's nice to have this tradition that – it's also crazy though. Like when I think about like Victorian people being like, well, I like the short legs on the bulldog. So let's shrink them down further. You know? Yeah. It's like, and now you have this dog that like can't breathe, can't walk. Cute as fuck. Yeah. But very like- cute. It's really fun to watch them literally hop upstairs. <laughs> yeah. I like, I'm like, I can watch this all day. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah. People like, and learning science and being like, oh, we can use this for fun. We can create our own type of dog. And right. Yeah. And there's like over 200 breeds now. And I was also reading in that article about how like one of the problems they have with trying to figure out where dogs originated from and like when they became domesticated is that particular wolf that became domesticated just doesn't exist anymore. Oh, crazy. Because it's now like so, dogs. So like, yeah. So like wolves and dogs are very distinctly different and mm-hmm. like like those are the dogs that chose to stay wild and then these are the dogs that we've domesticated. And yeah. So it's crazy. Yeah. I and, mean it's with horses too, right? There's uh mm-hmm. uh 
wild horses. I was yeah. going to say feral horses, but that's not the right term. There's wild horses and there's domesticated horses. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Thank um, God for dogs, though. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I can't imagine a world with no animals. Like, right. That, that makes my heart so sad to think about that that world existing. Yeah. Yeah. And well, then we're so great to have dog animals that we do get to have a connection with. Oh, for I sure. Know, I love it. I love it so much. Well, they just, they love you so much. Like there's just unconditional love mm-hmm. with a dog and maybe with a cat. I, again, I've not grown up with, with yeah, cats. Yeah, we but. dig each other. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's like, I think the great thing is like when you have a, a pet, it's like you have a very unique relationship with that specific pet, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and like, yeah, I've had Mimo and Cooper for four years. So I think if they like had to go live somewhere else, if I went back a couple months later, they would recognize me. Yes, I hope so. That would make, then I'd be like, fuck cats. <laughs> <laughs> I'd get rid of them and then immediately have like 10 dogs living in here. Right, right. And then oh my gosh. I'd be like, this is my pack. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can say whatever you want. You can behave however you want. Life circumstances coming down on you. If you're feeding this animal and yeah. giving it love and yeah. letting it use the restroom, it's going to love you. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. And I, I do find, though, with the dogs that I have had the opportunity to live with and be with, the more you can give them that training or the more you can give them that attention and that love, the the better they are, the, yeah. the better behaved they are. Yeah, um, yeah. Because they just want to be loved, you know? They want to yeah. be fed and loved. They want to they wanna be part of the pack, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think that's what makes me not get a dog is watching those videos being like, oh, we put a GoPro on a dog to see what happens when you leave. Right. And then seeing so many videos of that dog just freaking out and being so sad. And then sometimes getting into a little mischief that they're not allowed to do, which is very funny. Oh, totally. Um, But I just that immediately makes me like feel like, oh, man, when I have like a 10 hour shift at work, like to think that that dog's like having anxiety like makes me very sad where the cats it's like they don't even care when I'm here like there's times where I'm like guys I have the whole day off we can play and they're like yeah we nap like you can come and pet us that's fine yeah and then even Mimo if I'm petting him and he's done he'll literally take his back leg and slowly push my hand away I'm like dude message received love you too oh that's Um, so great yeah yeah uh yeah, I'm sure Mimo's the dominant one in this house. Got to work on that. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, he also likes to when I get in bed. Uh, he hasn't done in a while, but he will occasionally. He did it a lot in the beginning. Was like he'll literally come and just sit on top of me, mm-hmm. and then I'll give him back rubs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh God, what have I done? <laughs> oh, he's a great cat though. Yeah, he's he's good, but uh, he literally like protects the house and stuff. So yeah. You know. What's interesting about protection in dogs uh, is that female dogs are much more protective than yeah. their male counterparts, yeah. interesting enough. Uh, kind of like lions, I guess. Like a, oh. in a lion pride, the women are the ones that tend to be more ferocious as far as yeah. like protecting of territory and land interesting. and babies, yeah. from what I've read. Yeah, well, I've also noticed uh, like when female dogs have puppies, they're especially while they're taking care of the puppies – they will even like turn on their owners, like not like really? aggressively, but mm-hmm. they it's like fine. their personality switches. It's definitely like I need to take care of these puppies and make sure they are safe. Yeah. So it's like if they feel like the even the owners like, oh, I'm going to take the puppies and take them away or something. Mm-hmm. The Yeah. Yeah. It brings back a memory. Uh, we were living in Michigan at the time and we were getting Dalmatian uh, mm-hmm. f- for showing. And it was the first time I remember hearing the term bitch and, uh, <laughs> oh, what's the male? Um, there's a term for a male. A male dog? A male dog that's used for breeding. A sire, maybe? Um, um... A bitch and a... It escapes me. But we they did have to it's quarantine. It's not a stud, is it? I don't feel like it's a stud. Maybe it's a stud. Yeah. I, I just have a male he, dog I would like to use as a stud A stud. Dog. So, yeah. So, a it's stud, a stud. A stud and a mm. bitch. Um, uh, interesting how stud is like, has a positive connotation in our society. Does it? <laughs> yeah. You're <laughs> like, ooh, he's stud. a stud. <laughs> I feel like Look at anyone... that stud. Nope. Look nope. at that hunk. <laughs> that hunky stud. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. Stud. Is that what she says in Greece? 
I feel like it is. It's been so long since I've seen that. See that term to me. If if you're using the term stud to a man, I'm like, (laughs) who are you? Uh, Which is fine. Let's bring it back, Cassie. Yeah, we got to bring it back. But you're right. Like, bitches for a a strong woman. (laughs) Yeah, strong woman. Yes. Um, But yeah, they had to quarantine the puppies so that we could look at the puppies because we were looking for our next uh, boy that we were going to be showing off. And the bitch was still in heat. And so I remember them putting the girl dog in the bedroom. I don't remember why I was in the bedroom. <laughs> but then they had the other, the male dog come and they were just going at it. And I was so, it was so uncomfortable. But I mean, like, I get it. Like, you're a breeding household. The, you're breeding show dogs. They, I also love that they breed in the bedroom. <laughs> it was just where she was. So it, they, it was, he was following her around and that, and they were just like, get her, you know, yeah. we have to show off the puppies. The puppies have to be here. Let's keep them busy. And yeah. Uh, and then you were trapped. Well, I was just like, what? Well, I, I think I was looking at pictures of like, because they, they had children that were around our age or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. I, I left the bedroom to go play with the oh, puppies at that point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was also the first time that I learned, too, about um, puppies. Dalmatians can be born with uh, ear problems. Oh, uh, no. They can be born yeah. deaf uh, uh-huh. just through the constant breeding that's been going yeah, on with their yeah. breed. I mean, it happens well, to all of them. Yeah, I know a lot of anti-breeding, like, is because, like, sometimes it gets, like, incestuous and that can cause a lot of problems Mm -hmm. and yeah and like I know like with like the bulldog like the English bulldog was a dog that was like maybe I'll get an English bulldog Mm -hmm. and then reading like just how much health problems they have and their life expectancy is Mm -hmm. usually around eight years yeah because it's just like that breeding like they can't breathe they have all these health problems Mm -hmm. and uh just like oh man that's such a bummer yeah you know like but you get a mutt yeah. You have them for years. Oh, totally. <laughs> so no, much healthier. True. Yeah. And there's just, you know, there's so many of them that need homes, yeah, you know, and know. also like rescuing older dogs versus puppies. Like, you know, these are songs yeah. that have been sung for a while now, yeah. which is good. Uh, I am interested to know if the spay and neutering has um, helped out with the yeah the population of pets, because I do feel like that that was something that I don't remember really being pushed a lot. When I was a kid, but again, you're a kid, you're not paying attention to yeah. overbreeding problems with other species. Um, right. Yeah. You just always hear like, get them neutered, get them spayed yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And like, I know with uh, wild cats, they'll, they'll catch them, fix them, and then they'll like snip the ear. So it's oh. like a little marker that shows that like, this is a feral cat that's like, is healthy and like has been That's fixed. great. Yeah. And that's, I think what you were talking about, other countries having like a big feral cat issue you don't see it that much in LA like I know I know I know a couple spots where there's some feral cats that hang out yeah um but not like there's like 50 cats it's like there it's just like a small number and you do see the snip deer but also unfortunately in LA if you're a street cat your life expectancy is like two years what that's it it's very very low oh no Yeah. yeah and I was reading that with a lot of animals like they're domesticated like you know whether they're like inside or if they're feral is like usually when they're feral like their life expectancy is in half just because it's like tough yeah yeah it's like you know you have to watch out for cars you have to watch out for coyotes disease like um and then yeah by my old apartment there were a bunch of feral cats and they would like fight a lot too so that could cause a lot of problems oh no yeah yikes Yikes, yikes. Well, um, I do like how Southern California, out of all the places that I've lived, has is very, like, take care of your pets in a good way. Like, people feed their animals here, like, some of the most ridiculous, expensive food I've ever heard oh, about. <laughs> it wasn't until I moved to L.A. that I learned that animals need gluten-free diets. Right, right. <laughs> and have, like, very particular tastes and, you know, like, they need this very expensive food. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mimo is a grain-free kind of cat. Yeah? Yeah, which I was like, I can't. If he lived anywhere else from L.A., right. he would just be a cat right, <laughs> that right. ate food. But. Yeah. I used to think, like, because, you know, like, there was that big thing, like, I don't know, it, it hasn't been quite 10 years, I feel like, but, like, just, like, the the industry, the dog food industry coming out and it being known that there was a lot of, like, fake food qualities to it. Not cardboard. I can't remember the exact thing. Yeah. But it was, like, just filler. Yeah, Corn filler. Corn or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, And, you know, 
living in Mississippi and stuff, like, you know, you feed them pedigree. You feed them whatever's on yeah. sale at the yeah. Walmart exactly. or whatever. Exactly, yeah. Um, and so coming here and having been here now for seven years, like, I was like, oh, well, I wonder if the reason why our Ridgebacks were getting tumors so easily was oh. because of this or if this yeah. illness was caused by this. But Golly recently had something that he had to get removed. And so yeah. it, that just comes with genes and, yeah, and it, life. Unfortunately, I think tumors in older animals is like pretty common. Oh, it's so like, common. It's, it's common in humans. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yay for aging and Woo. just being like, oh, look at this little bump. And then yeah. it feels like it, the next day it's like the size of your arm and you're like, what happened? <laughs> um, yeah. But that is interesting. But you know, it's like, I, I think it is important to like feed your animal healthy, but mm-hmm. I do think there is just like there is in human food, there's a market for being like, no GMOs, right. no and this. And like biologists will be like, GMOs are fine. Yeah. Like, you know, this is just the organic industry trying to get you to like, totally take their side. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, going into a pet store and being like, okay, I need grain free food. Right. But there are 30 options right. like, you know, and at that point it's like, okay, what's the most like economic, like healthy food for them. Yeah. But yeah, I could easily see people that are like, no, I only use this breed. That's a hundred dollars a can or oh whatever. God. Can you imagine? Yeah. Or like, I, I've heard like rich people were like the, like chef cooks something for the animal no. too. Oh, there are animals that Definitely eating much better than us. I mean, we could really, I mean, we could feed our dogs chicken and, yeah. you know, like, I mean, there's, there's ways to give them a healthy diet without having to buy into an industry if yeah. you really want to cook for your dog. Yeah, yeah. Um, Just boil some chicken. When my dog has an upset stomach, I get some rice uh-huh. or some oatmeal or yeah. something and like, you know, it's, there's ways that you don't have to spend hundreds of dollars. Yeah. In fucking industry. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And going back to. Uh, being a pet owner in LA, it's like I'd never heard of doggy daycare in yeah. LA, and that's a very big thing, which I love. It's right. great, and it's very cute when I walk by a doggy daycare and they're yep. all playing together. <laughs> but I'd never heard of like, okay, before I go to work, I drop the dog off at daycare, I right. go to work, and I go and pick it up. Like it's literally like their child, their child. Yep, yeah. Doggy strollers. That's yep. a very common thing. Yep. Outfits for your dog. I recently heard a statistic that like every year Americans spend millions of dollars on clothing for their animals. Nope. And everyone's like, hey, like what if we took that money and like put it towards something like spaying and neutering cats? Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, people are weird. I also learned from the dog facts that I was checking out earlier was that America does have the biggest like dog owning population of the world, which I was like, interesting. But yeah, we have 75 million dog pets. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But we also, you know, there's other countries where they don't eat one particular animal and we do. And yeah, they yeah, eat a particular yeah. kind of animal mm-hmm. and we don't. So yeah, I like though that it, that that number is so high and that they are considered pets. Yeah. But I, I also find it interesting when you're talking about like in the South, people are like, I need a hunting dog. Like, yeah. You know, where oh, like and in New England too. I mean, anywhere yeah. where there's hunting. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. like LA, if you're getting a dog, it's probably going to become your child. You yeah, know? yeah. Oh, yeah. And like, I feel like there's been so many dog crazes that have started. Like uh, the, I mean, not recently, but like Paris Hilton getting those teacup chihuahuas mm-hmm. oh, or yeah, whatever that. that caused overbreeding with that breed. And those are, I mean, that's wow. like in the same kind of vein, I guess, of like uh, just a aristocratic kind of like dog ownership, like having. But at that point too. People lived in castles and there was like fleas and stuff. So you would have your dog there to keep the yeah. insects off of you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but yeah. So it's there's like, like it's having, a status symbol. Yeah. 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 Cats are for like killing the rodents. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a function. Yeah. I And in San Diego, I knew a lot of people that had dogs for to protect the house. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. um, and then I was reading an article um, that came out a few months ago where they like interviewed a bunch of prisoners that were in prison for bur- like home burglary. Mm-hmm. And uh, probably by honestly filling out the survey, they like maybe cut a deal to like get a year off or something. I don't know. But yeah, um, they were talking about like, oh, like when you were picking the house to rob, like what like what would go into it, mm-hmm. you know? And um, one of the, the number one things they said was if there's a dog, they will not like. It's uh, too much trouble to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Which is. 
but uh, I think that's great to know because also I've seen like news reports do like, oh, we're going to see what happens when a stranger breaks into your home when it's just the dog to see if, if the dog does anything. And like nine times out of 10, the dog's just like, hi, it's nice to meet you. I'm a dog. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'll follow you around. It. I'll show you where all the goods are. Yeah. <laughs> we're friends, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, more power to just having a dog that just keeps people away. You yeah, because it's like it. just that fear of like, I don't know. Right. Like, yeah, it's very What true. if this is the dog that will like bite my dick off <laughs> or whatever? <laughs> you know, speaking of training and dicks off. No, I have not yeah, trained yeah. my dog to do that. <laughs> yeah. But the other thing is if you don't have a dog and you don't want someone to rob your house, leave your TV on or the radio. Oh, really? It's that that the other one. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Those are the the two big ones. And then obviously like. If you're not in a situation where like you're on the ground level or like your uh, your home is kind of isolated from everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, but a lot of daytime theft is like more common than people think. People, oh, yeah. 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 Because it's like they know they'll watch the house and be like, oh, you're gone during these hours. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. They kiss it. Yeah. 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 Well. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> That's why I like dogs. <laughs> yeah. Dogs don't rob people. Well, they'll take your food. They will take I was, your food. I was at a Fourth uh, of July barbecue and like one of the dogs was literally just kind of like when his owner was looking away, he would like walk back into the kitchen and be like, anyone want to give me some scraps? Right. Or I'm going to go for it. Yep, you know, no, no one's watching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, growing up, we had a show dog named uh, Tigger. Her full name Aww. was Antigone. And then Ooh. several names after that, which I don't remember. Um, but or, she, did all your dogs have really long names? Yeah. Like <laughs> uh, one of my favorite Dalmatians was named Woodrow something, something, something. My, my parents probably know all of them, but they do. They have these like really long names. Is that common or is that your parents? No, that's common in the show community to have these. Is it just so you don't ha- end up with like 50 rexes no or... i don't think so it's because uh you're following the line down oh. of where the dog came from so people really in that community will be like i actually know wood the woodrow family yeah, yeah exactly exactly <laughs> good dog Ooh. Yeah. Uh, ten good breeding ten stars yeah. <laughs> look at his head Ooh. Yeah. and it's so funny too like what comes into fashion what comes out of fashion like you know at one point like dalmatians with very sturdy heads and and shoulders were very popular yeah. and then now they want the more demure you know oh, I'm at this point yeah. making this up I'm, but i'm saying that but as an yeah example. but that that is interesting mm-hmm. like yeah it goes back to like that how much control do you have over like winning prizes or getting things it's like i've i've been breeding dogs i finally have the prize dog that has been winning oh we don't care about that thing that now we want tiny paws right right <laughs> and it's also like that's also it's as much of a popularity contest, I'm sure, as anything else is. Yeah. Like if, if the handler knows one of the judges or whatever, right. or like, or a Disney movie just came out, <laughs> yeah, where everyone's like Pomeranians, right? Oh God, Pomeranians. Yeah. Um, no, but the story that I was going to tell is this: uh, Tigger would bark outside of our window. And then when anyone would go and like look at it, she would go into the kitchen and steal something. Like she was smart enough to be like, I'm going to distract you. I love that. She was a smart bitch. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's so good. Yeah. I love learning when dogs do tricks, like try to fool humans. Like that's like one of my favorite, favorite things. Oh my God. That's so smart. I mean, some dogs are stupid. Like, yeah, they're in the cutest they're, way. It's like going to dog parks. It's like, you know, which ones are smart and which ones like <laughs> nothing's happening. And I mean, it's sad, but like one of my favorite things to do is like get in a dumb dog's face and be like, you're so stupid. Nothing's <laughs> happening. But here, kisses, sloppy, sloppy kisses. Yep, love it. Yeah. <laughs> it also like, I feel like I have to protect them. Too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or oh, because the... they get your heart right away. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, no, you just need to be spoiled and safe. Yeah. 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 But then the smart ones are amazing. Like, yeah. uh, like I remember the, uh, when I was a kid learning, a, there was like a dog that um, when they were learning, like how many words a dog could learn. Oh, wow. So they had this, this like trainer had this border collie and like basically Very smart dogs. Yeah. And would get all these stuffed animals and, and teach it each name and then could throw all the stuffed animals. It would be like this huge pile of mm-hmm. like hundreds of stuffed animals. And then they'd be like, go get, you know, your heart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then boom, dive into the stuffed animals and then boom, pull it out. Mm-hmm. And like, it was just like so incredible. And then like, yeah. And he was even getting to the point where he's like, 
like yeah the dogs or the animal would have a name but then he'd be like oh get the get the one that looks like this was like trying to get sentences without using the name mm. and then you would go and watch the dog like try to figure out what he was talking about Whoa. and then figure out like you know oh get the one that wears the bow tie and then the dog would be like, okay, what do you mean? Like, what's the name? And then right. looking at them and like, bow tie. And then would bring, and it was just like, crazy. Man. Yeah. And then. So each animal or toy had like maybe three different trigger words for yeah. it to yeah. get and, to. And they learned like that a dog could know up to 1,200 words. That's crazy. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. I totally believe it. Or like cats. They don't listen. Yeah. Cats, I always, I, like, I'm, I feel like I annoy my cats a lot, which is very fun. But, like, if they're sleeping, I'll be like, Selma. And then, like, I'll see, like, the ear go back, but then quickly be like, I didn't hear that. <laughs> and be like, hey, Coop. And then the ear go back. His and then just shifted. Yeah, Coop. See, the little ears yeah. twitching. He knows. And if I annoy him enough, he'll, like, he'll go, meh. <laughs> he yells at me for sure. Well, and like cats too, like uh, with certain breed types, like uh, Siamese seem to be very talkative. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I've, I have yet to meet a Siamese I didn't like because they seem like they're very friendly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they also just, they meow a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Going back to cat shopping, like cars, people, like that's one of the things is like, is the cat talkative or not? Because oh. some people do like a talkative cat and mm-hmm. then other people like can't stand talkative cats right yeah right. yeah I have to hear that cat meow one more yeah. time yeah i think it's adorable but it's i mean fun. i don't live with yeah. it all the time yeah. so silver's pretty talkative now oh, that she's really? like getting out but i just i just talk back to her i'm like what do you want but and she's a mancoon so that's another very friendly cat breed yeah. that likes to be held yeah. a lot and I, my, our family cat growing up with charger was a mancoon and mm-hmm. they would they would hang out together mm-hmm. um but yeah it's such it's a very very friendly breed yeah, I, if I had a cat, it would have to be, like, friendly, be more like a dog. Yeah, yeah. That's, like, I, yeah, I feel like all my cats are just dogs, like, mm-hmm. kind of, like, I don't know, just the way we all hang out and we're, like, a little pack. Uh, but just to play devil's advocate, too, I mean, like, when we're looking for someone to date, we have a list of things oh, that we yeah, want, Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, you know, I don't want to date anybody who's too talkative or has, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. white paws, you know, or whatever <laughs> it is. So, I mean, I guess that's yeah. a person's right. Totally. Like, you know? oh, I can't have, like, too much hair. Or, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Yeah, that's valid. Yeah. If you, if you don't want to be cleaning up all the time, long hair or mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is another thing about having a pet is yeah. the cleanliness of your home. Man. Yeah. I like, I do really like the shelters where it's like you go into a big room and there's a bunch of cats. There are a bunch of dogs and you just like sit in the room and you get to play with all of them. Like, I think that's so great, like to connect with. Do you think that, that with um, the internet and now being able to go to shelters online and seeing the mm-hmm. pictures beforehand, do you think that that keeps people out of the shelters more? I mean, it's more of a pro than a con, right? Yeah, I think so. I know with uh, with fostering um, most people, especially when I have a shy cat, that mm-hmm. like because we do adoption fairs on the weekends at Petco, mm-hmm. but that's like not a really great place to take a cat to for their personality to shine. Usually, it's like. They're like, I hate this. This is not fun. It's too noisy, fluorescent lights. Um, So, like, a lot of people will go on the website and they'll look at different cats. And if they like a cat, they'll contact the foster group, which will then contact us. And we set up, like, a home visit. And then they'll come over and they get to see the cat, like, more comfortable in Mm -hmm. their environment. Um, And I think that's good because, like, going back to, like, the really shy cats is most people that walk in, they know, like, like, yeah, the cat is under the table like you know you can look at the cat or whatever but like they're already like knowing like oh yeah i know this is gonna take a while and stuff so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i like it yeah yeah but of course kittens and puppies always get scooped up first yeah yeah, see, and Barbara, my roommate that I mentioned earlier, um, and she's in charge of the Ridgeback Rescue program. Uh, it might be Rhodesian Ridgeback Rescue. Yeah. Um, but you can look that up. But uh, she's just made me very aware of rescuing senior dogs. And, yeah. And, you know, it is one of those things where people will take their 10-year-old dog to a shelter because they just – it doesn't look the way that it used to work. I mean, as dogs get yeah, older, I know it's a lot, you know? Yeah. And so it's been a long time since I've considered puppies or kitties from a shelter. It's usually yeah. my mind goes to like, okay, well, where are the senior dogs yeah. that maybe I could give like 
three to five years more of yeah. a good life. And it, the pro is, is that you don't have to train them. You know, yeah. you're that's why them an if I was to adopt a dog, I'd want to like get a dog that's already like, I know their temperament. Yeah. Like, you know, when you adopt an older dog, it's like, you know, if they're chill or if they are, you know, playful or they want to be around all the time and stuff. I'm going to look um, up uh, exactly what her rescue is called. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah, I've noticed in LA, like you name the breed, there is a rescue group. Oh, that's, like, that is very yeah. true. And that's in the South as well. Like they're, mm -hmm. especially owning a pit bull. Um, there are places that with land and, you know, yeah. they're able to take in as many as they can and they mm. network and they like, yeah. Barbara will get in her network. There's a helicopter pilot. I don't know if that's the right term. Um, but like he goes and he will help get a, a dog from point A to point B. That's amazing. Because yeah. he loves this breed so much. And, yeah. you know, that, again, talking about that dog community. Yeah. Um, it, it's just amazing. It's yeah. absolutely amazing to me. Um, she's the co-founder of Ridgebacks and Friends Rescue. And you can mm. look that up at uh, ridgebacksandfriends.org. Aw. Yeah, it's an, it really is an amazing group. Yeah. And yeah, for any breed, pugs. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I have a friend. I have uh, a couple... Um, two friends that are married with now a baby, but they um, they just went back to rescuing, fostering pugs again. Nice. Yeah. And it's so cute. Like, They're a cute breed. They are very cute. And it is like, again, like the different pugs they have rescued, it's like all very different like personalities. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, my gosh. They had one named Potato. It was pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. They There's so many animals that, that need help. And like, I know for me with fostering, it doesn't even feel like I'm volunteering. It feels like I'm getting something out of it. Cause right. I get an excuse to have a pack of cats in my house and it's all good. That's true. And mm -hmm. you're, well, you are helping them find a good owner, you know, like yeah. you're, you're part of the vetting process. You're part of this community. My little cat community. Yeah. 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 I recommend, and I always tell people too, when they're thinking about getting an animal, it's like you could foster for a while and then like, yeah, maybe one will, Sneak their way into your heart and yeah. then you just keep them. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the the dogs that I've had in my life that have not been purebred dogs have been dogs that have like wandered up to the house mm -hmm. or that like uh, with Golly, I was going to a restaurant in Atlanta and the owner or the woman that found him uh, was sitting outside and he caught my eye because he looked similar to a friend's dog. Ah. Um, and she saw me interacting with him and she was like, do you want a dog? And I thought about it and I was like, I don't know, do I? I mean, I really, I do like this dog. Yeah. So my, again, my best friend Tracy was like, well, if you can't, if you can't hold on to him, if there, if it doesn't work out, I'll take him or we'll figure out something. Yeah. Yeah. So I agreed that I would take the dog. And then I woke up in the middle of the night with huge kind of like buyer's remorse feeling like there's no way I can take care of a dog. I'm not right. home enough. Yeah. I'm not responsible enough. I, I, at that point, I never had a dog in my adult life by myself without my family. Yeah. So I was on my way to work and I was thinking about how I could contact this woman and let her down. She was on my train and I'd never seen her on my train before. Whoa. And she was late for work and I was on my normal train. Yeah. And so that was the sign that I kind of was like, well, I'm going to keep this dog. Wow. And she was moving to Texas, so she couldn't yeah. take him. That's the mm -hmm. only reason why she was getting rid of him. And she told me that she would pay for his medical expenses. Aww. So that's another reason I was like, well, if you're going to pay for his new yeah. shots, how can I say no to that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I've been very happy with him Aww. since like 2008, 2009. He's been wow. a really good dog. Yeah. And there's something too about those rescue situations where like, I wonder if like the dog does have a memory of what it was like before being rescued and if that stays mm -hmm. with them or not as far as like an appreciation of life because he yeah. definitely seems to have this life to him mm -hmm. that uh as he's gotten healthier and older and stuff like that it's just grown immensely and yeah it's so beautiful to, yeah. to see so yeah yeah I, I highly recommend it rescue adopt foster yeah yeah animals will change your life and uh I don't know about you, but being someone that has lived with no animals and then live with animals, so much happier with animals. I mean, it's like it's isn't it scientifically proven that like if you are petting an animal that it releases serotonin in your brain? Yeah, and like it can help you calm down. Yeah, as yeah, a individual, it helps stress. As an animal. They've done statistics that if you're a pet owner, you live longer. Like, wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. It's the best. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Jillian, for coming on. It's my pleasure, Cassie. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Everybody, go get dogs. 
And that's our episode. Thank you so much, Jillian, for coming on. Wasn't that great? That was so much fun. I had no idea that her parents are part of the dog show community. That's amazing. Dogs are great. People that like dogs are great. And, you know, people, they're cool. But dogs, right? Yes, dogs are the best. And sorry if you were listening just for dogs and we brought in cats. I can't help it. We podcasted in a room full of cats. And, uh, you know, it's it just happens. But... I don't think the cats got too upset that we're mostly talking about dogs because uh, dogs are great. And sometimes cats and dogs get along. Sometimes they don't. Who knows? You can follow Jillian on Instagram and Twitter at Hippie Jill. If you're in the L.A. area, be sure to go to the Pack Theater and check out Turncoat, her sketch comedy team. They are the best. And you can rate and review this show on iTunes. Helps us get more visible. And remember, if you're shopping on Amazon, go to boardwalkaudio.com slash dumbnerds. Click on that support our artist button. It takes you straight to Amazon so you can shop like you normally would. That's it for this week. I'll see you next time. Bye. This has been a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit boardwalkaudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.